Hello and welcome to the Hospitality Insights podcast, In Focus, a series that brings you insight and opinions from influencers across the hospitality industry. Join us every week for new content from guests discussing investments, development and operations. The conversation starts here. Hello and welcome to Hospitality Insights in Focus. I'm Patrick White, Editor-in-Chief of Hospitality Insights, and this week I'm joined by Karen Shepherd, Managing Director of Europe for IHG. Hi Karen, welcome to the show, how are you doing? I'm very well Patrick, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. So Karen, I wonder if you can just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and um, how you came to your most recent role. Sure. Well, I have been uh, with IHG for almost 20 years uh, and uh, in this role for the last uh, three and a half years. And I have been very fortunate to actually uh, live the dream of hospitality and and move around during that time. So I joined IHG in Australia. I have worked in Singapore and Dubai in the UK twice. um, And every place has given me great opportunities to grow and develop. Uh, My career has spanned from commercial brand roles into operations and now the uh, the managing director of Europe role. So I think I'm right in saying you started that job in 2018 is that right? That's correct yes January 2018. And so what have you been focused on in that time obviously uh, in recent the last 18 months is very different but before that what were you kind of like what was your remit for the role and what were you what were you trying to do with it? The, the key part of the role initially was part of a, sort of a larger transformation within IHG and, and for Europe that was very much about making sure we could bring our teams closer to hotels and owners. So there was some uh, restructure that happened. So we now have um, three divisions. We have uh, the UK and Ireland, which has the largest number of hotels. Um, and we have Northern Europe headed out of Frankfurt, Southern Europe out of Paris. And very much my remit was to build the teams in market that could be there to serve our hotels and our owners uh, and, of course, pursue new growth. So that was the first piece. Second piece absolutely was about uh, setting the business up for, for future growth, um, which we have seen some great success with. And then, of course, in the middle of that unplanned, uh, we had to deal with a global pandemic, which, of course, has been uh, the main focus for the last 18 months and uh, one where I've taken great pride in seeing how those teams that were set up in market actually rallied together and worked in partnership with our owners, supporting our hotels through an unprecedented time. Yeah, I'm sure we'll come into that a bit later as well. But um, when you started, I mean, Europe is a, is a huge continent and you've got, you said you've got those three different um, areas um, within Europe. How are they different? Is there, is there different trends across those different geographies or do you try and um, use learnings from each one of those? I would say in general, my perspective on uh, on business having lived and worked around the world is there are far more similarities than our differences. So that would be the first point. And therefore, we always tend to look for those and decide where we can actually leverage best practices for the benefit of all our you know, 750 hotels across, across Europe uh, in 40 countries or so. Having said that, I think it's really important also to be alert to the differences and nuances in market either in how business is being conducted or where the growth opportunities are. So for us, that means that we've been very clear around sort of our two scale markets, the UK, as I mentioned, but also Germany, where we have a very strong growing estate um, and making sure that in those markets, we really set up to to deal with that, you know, growth and, and the support of our hotels 
Then we look to markets that are on the growth trajectory, like France is also another strong market for us. Russia is one we have invested heavily in. Um, and really keep making sure that the teams and markets are set up for that future growth. And then whilst that's been going on, actually looking to new growth markets. So, for example, Turkey is one that we have recently invested development resource in and seen some great results from that. We're now thinking about what that might mean for the next um, three years in terms of supporting the businesses there. Yeah, it's really interesting. I guess all those markets are at different stages as well. You know, you say uh, Germany and the UK are very strong and then you, you're going into Turkey, Russia. Um, how do you manage those, those kind of uh, yeah, the different stages they're at? Is that a tricky thing to balance? I think it's about understanding, again, what, what are the consistent points that we need to think about? And it always starts with the guest in mind. So if we're really clear on the guests we want to attract to our brands, then market by market, we decide which brands are we actually going to deploy in market to make sure we're successful. Um, and then with that, what is the support model? So the majority of our state today is franchise, um, but we do have hundred or so hotels that are that are managed. And, and of course, we need to shift the operating model accordingly. So market by market, we look at what it takes to actually attract guests into our hotels, how we support our businesses. And then I would say with that, it always uh, becomes about really strong owner partnerships that actually can help us uh, be successful together today and, and grow for tomorrow. We're quite fortunate with IHG that we have a very strong IHG Owners Association. And that means that as we start talking about how we uh, enhance our business in existing markets or grow in new markets, we have forums where we can come together and actually talk with owners, discuss and get their feedback on how we can be uh, the best possible partner for them. And that, and that feeds in very nicely to the question I was going to ask, because obviously in the last few years, we've seen the big hotel companies, IHG, Accor, Marriott, this explosion of brands as they've got kind of used, they've got really good at uh, kind of looking at uh, areas of the market that are growing and, and putting brands into that. And IHG has launched a load of new brands in recent years in certain sections. What kind of, are there any uh, segments or areas of the market that are particularly interesting to you that are growing and that you're interested in exploring more of? Well, I think we timed it um, quite perfectly in hindsight with the launch of Voco, which is one of our uh, latest additions to our brand portfolio. And, and, and Voco plays in the upscale sector and is particularly suited for conversions. So it's a brand that is all about making sure we can retain the individual character of a hotel, but bring the consistency that a, a global um, brand and a global hotel chain can, can offer. And um, we have been incredibly successful, I would say, with the growth of Voco. We now have over 50 um, signed and, and opened hotels across the world. And it actually started here in, in Europe and with our EMEAA region as the first one to, to deploy the brand, um, then integrate to China and into the US accordingly. The reason why I think that's been well-timed is we can see now that there is an increasing interest in um, brands that are well-suited for conversions of existing hotels, perhaps independent hoteliers that now are even more alert to the support that you can get from a global hotel chain or existing hotels that may choose to, to switch to one of our brands. So certainly there we've seen some, some great timing in terms of the brand, its early success and how we can continue, uh, continue to grow it. At the luxury end of the scale is the other area where we've had some recent um, expansion to the brand portfolio, particularly through acquisitions actually. So both with Regent Hotels and Resorts and with Six Senses, 
um, resorts and, and, and spas, we have been able to, I guess, increase our offering in an area that is far more specialized, far more niche. And there we're not, uh, we're not about, you know, expanding at, at very rapid pace. Regent, for example, we stated when we, when we acquired the Regent brand um, that it was about finding probably about 40 locations worldwide where there was a need to have a presence in, in sort of the uber luxury space. So that's very much the approach we take. It's through where we think we have some, some gaps or an opportunity in market where we can develop a brand to, to serve a guest need. And I would say in the case of Boca, also an owner need in terms of wanting to work with IHD, but in a different way. Yeah, conversions are becoming a more hot, hot topic as you know, the pandemic um, kind of recedes and these independent owners are looking at opportunities and maybe thinking they could link up with a, with a big brand like IHG, that makes sense. Um, we kind of touched on it before about the, the COVID crisis. How have you, how have you found um, managing a team during that time? And, and what's kind of, what have you learned uh, any lessons that would be particularly relevant to our, our, our viewers and listeners in terms of how you've dealt with the crisis? Well, we've certainly had to change everything we know about how we, how we normally work and, and, and had to do that overnight. I have a, a wonderful leadership team and they're dispersed between those markets that I talked about, you know, UK, um, Frankfurt, Paris and, and Amsterdam. And luckily, I think we were quite a well-knit team before this happened, but certainly having to all of a sudden shift into virtual working and make decisions that are probably the most critical decisions we've had to make at the fastest pace we've ever had to make it, uh, said a lot about what we're actually capable of doing. So I think we've taken a lot of learnings from the ability to really um, think collectively, make the right decisions for the business and do that as fast as we possibly can. Uh, and I'd like to retain uh, certainly some of that. Uh, at the same time, I think we are all getting ready to spend a bit more time interacting in, in real life. I, I, I do think the Zoom fatigue is, is starting to hit. Um, for me, again, the other observation was through the crisis, the importance of communication and staying really close both to the business. So for me, it's all about the hotels and what support they needed from us and how we could deliver that in the most thoughtful way. And then with our owners and, and with our owners association that I talked about, we move from having uh, monthly and quarterly meetings into practically talking weekly to make sure we were all completely on the same page and understood what needed to happen to, to navigate through, um, through the pandemic very much one-to-one -one conversations with owners to make sure that we were joined up in protecting the assets and understanding how we could keep uh, not only guests safe, but also the colleagues safe. Um, and of course, having to take some pretty difficult decisions through this period, unfortunately, but always doing that with kind of a joint vision in mind about how we would, how we would get through this and come out on the other side. Um, it's been very uplifting to now start looking ahead, um, you know, hiring back and in fact not being able to hire back as fast as we would like and, and seeing the fact that actually the demand is there, which we always believed. We believed that this was a, um, a moment in time, but the fundamentals behind the desire to travel, to do business face-to-face would absolutely come back. And we are seeing that absolutely in, in global markets outside Europe, uh, the US and China being good examples, and indeed here in Europe as and when markets open up. Yeah, I think that's been a really tough thing for, for businesses like yourself because 
whenever restrictions were eased, like last summer, the demand has been there and it's explosive. So how do you how do you manage that? How do you account for that when you've got hotels that maybe have been closed or reduced capacity for so long and then maybe staffing problems? It's all it makes things really, really tough for, for businesses to manage, um, you know, especially the rest of this year in 2022. How much, you know, how much how much should they be expecting? How are they going to deal with that kind of demand? It's, it's really t- challenging. Yeah, we we try and use um, our collective wisdom and, and data to give as much um, clarity as we can about what's coming. But having said that, I don't think anyone has really been able to truly call the pace at which markets may respond. Um, We do try as a global hotel company to learn very fast from from different markets. And and within EMEAA, the region I belong to, uh, we saw Australia open up and very quickly hit some of the challenges that we've had to face in terms of recruitment challenges, supply chain challenges in many markets, mm. and uh, and I guess be, be somewhat forewarned, but in terms of pace in individual cities and locations and therefore how it impacts hotel by hotel, uh, we are having to learn as fast as we can, use the power of data that we do have, but very quickly you know, gather the local insights and then take action as fast as we can to support. And just finally, I mean, you've had a, a very a globe-trotting career at IHG. Um, what kind of persuaded you to come back to, to come to Europe and to um, to take this job? And how does it compare with some of your other positions in terms of other markets? Yeah, there, there were many that you know questioned uh, my my sanity when I left <laughs> Australia and Sydney behind, which is a wonderful place, uh, one of my favourite places um, to to live and work. But I really love the dynamics of Europe and having been away from Europe for a while coming back I I even more appreciate just the fact that within quite a a small geographic area we have so many cultural variances as a travel market you can get on a plane travel for an hour and a half two hours and be in a completely different world and from a business perspective I was really excited to be able uh, to lead IHG is a very important time for us where we're launching new brands, really increasing our focus on, on growing our businesses. And to be able to do that in a, in a market like, like Europe, where we have so much opportunity still. So, you know, some really strong scale presence in some markets, but also markets that are unexplored. So um, I guess one of the, the common themes in my careers is I've always loved um, bringing different cultures together and building teams that actually embrace the diversity of whatever remit they're tasked with. Um, and for us, you know, as I said, operating across 40 countries, leading teams that are completely diverse, uh, I take a lot of joy in actually making sure we bring that to how we do business and that we always honour the, the, the local cultures, the local nuances in how we approach um, how we do business and then, you know, with that, that brings enormous opportunities to actually grow and develop talent for the future, which is something I'm particularly passionate about. Perfect. That's great. Thanks very much. That was really interesting, Karen. Thanks very much for chatting to us this morning. I really appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome to make it very easy for me. <laughs> well, you're great. Thank you very much. Natural. <laughs> <laughs>